Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the hard way to enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at nortonsimon.org. Support comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. Follow Jelly Roll Morton, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz, in this ambitious musical masterpiece that's sure to blow the roof off the theater. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. L.A.S. Studios. Everybody has the capacity to flow with the forces of life. Everybody has the capacity to be fully expressive in their life. This problem is solvable. We don't have to fall prey to the cynicism and all the negativity that's just too big, it's too hard. It's hard, it's big, but we can meet this moment. Mental health. As a society, we've been talking a lot about it in recent years. Some call it a crisis, and public officials have been taking up more initiatives to try to address this on a societal level. Continue to do what you've done, you'll get what you got. And look what we've got. It's unacceptable. This is How to Allay, the podcast that helps you navigate this city. I'm Brian De Los Santos. In early December, a program launched in Los Angeles County aimed at helping those with severe and untreated mental illness. It's called Care Court, and it allows family members or healthcare workers to petition a judge to step in with a proposed treatment plan for people who have struggled to get the help they need. Care Court has been championed by Governor Gavin Newsom and has its share of supporters. We can create many, many moments to do justice to those that need us and are suffering and struggling. But it also has critics. They worry that the court is a gateway for stripping people of personal freedoms. Robert Garova covers mental health for Elias and has been following this story. Hey, Robert. Hey, Brian. So how does Care Court work exactly? Okay, so <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a mouthful, but, but the basics of Care Court are this. People living with a serious and untreated mental illness, so that could be something like schizophrenia, could be referred to a court-ordered voluntary care plan that could last up to two years. And that petition, which is what's really kind of new about all of this, can be filed by different types of people, county behavioral health workers, first responders, or even family members. You know, there there are a list of requirements that we can get into later, but, you know, the person has to be 18 years or older. They have to be currently experiencing symptoms. An interesting thing about how this is going to work too, once a person gets into this care court system, there's going to be a a new panel of uh, 50 specially selected attorneys who are going to work with respondents. And those lawyers are going to be there to to really watch out for their client, um, protect their civil liberties, serve as a, you know, encourager, support people, you know, uh, in going to treatment and stuff like that. Um, so that could mean encouraging, you know, people to, to, to go to appointments, but they're also going to hold the behavioral health system accountable and providing services. So in a very, in a very quick nutshell, that's, that's how this is supposed to work. So as I mentioned, the governor has made a big push for a care court. Um, what's the promise? So I think there are several 
One of the biggest is that it's going to get people living with serious mental illness into life-saving treatment. You know, for a long time, families have seen their loved ones struggling. Uh, they felt like they don't have any leverage to get someone into care. And uh, by bringing, you know, the family members in as, as possible petitioners, I think this program is really going to try to address some of those concerns from families. And then by focusing on, you know, not just mental illness, but untreated mental illness, the governor has said that, you know, he's, he's touted this as a way to get unhoused people living with mental illness into care. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's still sort of a, one of the approaches to, to solving our you know, homelessness crisis. I think another promise is that it's going to be a way of holding county systems accountable for providing care and not letting people fall through the cracks. Very often what I see happen is that people with, you know, some really serious conditions, they touch county systems here and there, but they're ultimately not given follow-up. Maybe they, you know, they're put on a hold and, and they get care for, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, um, but they don't get the continuing care that they need. By allowing first responders to be petitioners for this, I think it's it's letting people who are on the front lines of some of this go a step further to get people care. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that a lot of mental health workers that go out on, you know, psychiatric emergency or mental health crisis calls, they often see people and they, they often see people, you know, multiple times in the same day those folks are going to be given an option to say, you know, I, I think this person would benefit from wraparound services, not just the showing up in the emergency call situation, but maybe getting somebody, you know, a regular visits with a psychiatrist or helping them get on medication if they need that, that sort of thing. What is your sense of how many people across LA or the greater Southern California area could benefit from care court? Like in other words, how big is the need? I think the need is massive. There are bed shortages. There are workforce shortages. You know, there's there's disorganized systems in the county that don't talk with each other. And there are thousands of people in LA County who just don't get help. And oftentimes, you know, it's their loved ones who are carrying all the burden of trying to manage their family members' care, um, you know, put out fires when they when they come. For a lot of people, that's just not a sustainable way of living. So I think what you're hearing from the top is that care court, at least in its infancy, really is is not going to make a huge dent, though. Um, state officials have said they estimate 2,000 people statewide uh, could be helped by the end of this year. Um, to put that in a little bit of perspective, uh, just here in L.A. County, um, there's research uh, that shows that uh, in 2020, there were at least 4,500 unhoused people who had been diagnosed with a psychotic spectrum disorder like schizophrenia. And, you know, that is the folks that um, CareCorp would be trying to reach. You talk to a lot of people who have hope for this type of program, people who have struggled to get help for their family members who are suffering from mental illness. Can you share a little bit about what they've said and what you've heard from people as CareCorp is getting set up? I talked with a son who struggled for years to get help for his mom. Uh, she has since passed away, but he said he would have had his petition for care court ready to go on the first day. And, you know, since I put out that story, I've been contacted by families who have questions about care court. You know, they're, they're kind of agonizing over, you know, whether or not to petition for their family members because, you know, they're exhausted and they've exhausted every other option and they just don't know what to do. This program has also drawn up controversy. What are some of the top line concerns for people about how this works? I think the biggest concern is that it's too coercive. You know, why does this need to be within a court setting? 
you know, there was uh, dozens of groups, including Disability Rights California, ACLU California Action, that signed onto a letter in 2022 opposing care court. They said, quote, that it's a system of coerced court-ordered treatment that strips people with mental health disabilities of their right to make their own decisions about their lives. You know, and then I think another concern is that this is going to be a pathway to conservatorship, uh, which could strip people of their individual rights. Um, you know, the initial messaging from the state said that under current law, people could be referred to a conservatorship if, you know, this care plan fails after the end of the two years. But the, the state has really since backed away from that. Now officials are saying that the goal of care court is to prevent conservatorship by getting people the help they need before, you know, more restrictive uh, stuff has to happen. And another topic at hand here is staffing, right? Which is there's a shortage of, of folks being able to provide this support. Any sense of how that's going? I talked with um, the director of LA County's Department of Mental Health, Lisa Wong, late last year, and she said that, you know, the system is already stretched. There's unprecedented demand. You know, and she said with Care Court, the county is going to have to step in for some of the people with the most complicated needs. You know, Dr. Wong said that hiring improved last year, uh, but she said it's still a major stress point, And the county is really looking to bring on thousands more behavioral health beds, even before Care Court was, was, <laughs> was an issue. More on what success for Care Court looks like after the break. Support for LAist comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or The Hard Way to Enlightenment by Conrad Wolf and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Bunuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on consecutive Fridays, now through May 31st. More information at nortonsimon.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Playhouse, presenting Jelly's Last Jam. When Jelly Will Morton's soul is forced to face the music, the self-proclaimed inventor of jazz is left at the ultimate crossroads. This lively musical follows the journey from the back alleys of New Orleans to the sparkling stages of New York, featuring a sizzling bandstand, electrifying tap dancing, and soulful tunes. On stage for four weeks only, Jelly's Last Jam. Performances begin May 29th. Tickets available now at PasadenaPlayhouse.org. And we're back with Elias Robert Goroa talking about L.A. County's care court. All right, Robert, just to remind people how this is supposed to work, can you give us kind of a guide? Let's say if I have someone in my life that I think needs help and would qualify for care court, what would I do? Well, I think the best place to start is, you know, the L.A. focused website. So that's going to be lacourt.org slash care. And then, you know, when you go to that site, it's, it's very informational. You'll be able to see who's eligible to petition. You know, if you're, if you're a family member, behavioral health worker, first responder, um, folks like that. And you can also see very clearly, you know, what the requirements are for participants or respondents as, you know, the county and state is, is calling people who are going to be involved with the program. You know, and then there's also all the info on the courthouse location, forms, and all of that stuff at the website. There's actually the option to electronically file the petition. You can also go into that courthouse in Norwalk to, to deliver that. 
And then, you know, there, there's going to be virtual options for the respondent. You know, once this gets underway, if someone qualifies, they're not going to necessarily have to be in court uh, for, you know, uh, every hearing or, or whatever. Folks will be able to, to do it virtual. And from what I know, LA County has just this one care court here. How many are expected to open in this county and across the state? Yes. Yeah, so the LA Superior Court is going to run, you know, for now, it's just the one uh, court location. Uh, it's going to be out of the Norwalk Courthouse. They have a, a judge assigned to oversee the program. And that's pretty much what's going to happen in every county across the state. Eventually, LA County and Orange County are, are early adopters. Orange County, you know, got this going in October. LA County started in December. So they're the early adopters. All 58 counties will eventually have to have their own local setup. I know Care Court has only been up and running for about six weeks, but have people used this process? Yeah, so I was able to check in with Orange County. They've had a little bit more time to get things going. And so far, they've seen 45 petitions, 11 of those coming from family members, which I guess is maybe not surprising. And um, 15 petitions have been for someone who is unhoused. As far as people who have made it to the Behavioral Health Department and actually have court dates set, that's just three people. I spoke with uh, Dr. Veronica Kelly. She's the behavioral health director in Orange County. She said it's important to set expectations for the program, which she points out is not solely for people who are unhoused. You know, it's really for anyone with a schizophrenia spectrum, mental illness, who's not currently getting help. And she says so far the program is doing at least one thing well. It does allow us to find out about people that we never would have known about because I can't go to all 3.2 million people's homes in this county and knock on their door and ask them if everyone's okay, if anyone has schizophrenia. We have to figure out how to get someone who's in need of treatment to the providers. And I think this gives us another tool to do that with the help of our court and our public defender. So it does sound like it's not a quick process here. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, Dr. Kelly mentioned to me that, you know, when you when you uh, approach somebody and say, "Hey, your your mom contacted us and said that uh, maybe you could use some some help with your mental health," that's not a quick process. You have to right. gain people's trust, and initially, all they're given the only amount, the amount of time they're given to do that is two weeks. So, you know, sometimes they have to get that expanded out a little bit. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of very complicated and and intricate, you know, things that that they're having to to navigate and in, in trying to get people to show up to their court date and, you know, actually get in the program. And I think that's reflected in the numbers. You know, you're only seeing three people so far and they've they've been up and running for uh, over two months now. So that's from the OC. When it comes to LA's care court, any changes we can expect in the coming weeks or days? It's possible. I mean, it's still very, very early days. We're only a month or so into, you know, LA County launching this. It's still technically a pilot program. And I think, um, you know, the state officials have said that counties are going to have to get, you know, creative with how to make things work with the resources that they have. So, yeah, I mean, things are going to be fluid, definitely, in the, in, in the first six months, I, I would imagine. I think the people who have designed Care Court think that success is going to look like, you know, more people living with the most serious mental illnesses finally getting the help they need instead of being bounced around between the street, jail, or or worse. And I think maybe success might look like uh, relief for some exhausted families who've been fighting a system trying to get their loved ones care. That's Robert Garova. He covers mental health for LAist. 
can read more of his reporting on care court and other issues of mental health at LAS.com. If you found this episode informative, subscribe and give us a review and let us know how we're doing. We'll be back tomorrow with a look at the iconic Little Tokyo restaurant, Suehiro Cafe, and what its closure and displacement signifies for this changing neighborhood. This episode of How to LA was produced by Megan Botel. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.